Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to our program here at Saturday Morning with Dan Brown. Should you have any questions about today's program or maybe a program that you've heard in the past or maybe something you'd like to hear discussed uh, in a future program, something that's uh, weighing on your mind, please take the time and contact me by email. It's Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com. That's Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And also, if you would like a free Bible, please contact me at that same email address, Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Send me your name and your address, and I will send you a Bible free of charge. And I, I give you my word that I will not use your information for anything other than getting you that Bible. And my prayer for you, my friends, is that you wear out the pages, for in those pages, God has written through these men inspired by the Holy Spirit such a love letter to mankind. It is amazing. It is filled with so much insight and understanding um, about God, about his precious son, about his plans for humanity, about his plans for this world, and about a plan for the entire universe and, again, eternity. So I thank you again for tuning in and listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I hope in some way today that that our program might help you understand and give you some clarity, uh, give you some guidance, or at least whet your appetite in a direction for you to take the time to continue to study the word, continue to pray for God to indwell in you the Holy Spirit. That's what you want so that you can understand God's word correctly. That is all of our desires. And my friends, my brothers and my sisters, my prayer for you as it is for myself, my family and all those around us and for the people of God, for the church, the one church. There is only one church. There is only one ecclesia. There is only one body of Christ. And the head of that body and the head of the church is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so my hope is that through our discussions, through these Bible studies as they are sometimes, um, that you will continue and search and ask God for that deeper, intimate relationship that God is longing to have with you. So today's program is entitled, Do Not Quench the Spirit. 
And it comes from a, uh, a scripture uh, of, of the same phrase in First uh, Thessalonians 5.19, where uh, talking to that group uh, there, the apostle was saying, do not quench the spirit. Do not quench it. I mean, you and I as believers, we are actually quenched by it. We are filled. We are nourished by it. We, we, get, we become life-giving waters ourselves flowing from us because of the Holy Spirit. And so I think when it comes to this phrase of do not quench the Spirit, it deserves a closer look to see what is God trying to tell us? What is he saying within that? And so the voice of the Spirit of God, as we understand it, and as I understand it, is as gentle as a summer breeze. So gentle, in fact, that unless you're living, think about this, unless you're living in complete fellowship and oneness with God, you most likely most likely will never hear it because God is speaking to those who are being filled and nourished by the Holy Spirit. So the sense of warning and restraint that the Spirit gives comes to us in the most amazingly gentle ways. And if you're not sensitive enough to uh, sensitive enough to detect his voice, you will quench it. You will fill it with every, you will fill your heart and the place that the Holy Spirit dwells. You will try to supplant where, where the Spirit belongs with everything else under the sun, trying to achieve some worldly happiness from entertainment, from all these ungodly things that somehow we believe elevate us as human beings. And my prayer for you is that you will see and search deeper so that you can see the meaningful thing in life is to be one with God, to have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, renewing you. Amen. It is so much uh, what we need. It is what we should desire. But we have filled ourselves so often with everything other than that, trying to be complete in some way that that kind of false joy and entertainment uh, can thrill us that we quench the spirit. That's what God is telling you. And if you're not sensitive enough to detect his voice Again, you will quench it. And your spiritual life, think about this, your spiritual life will be impaired. Ooh. And this sense of restraint will always come as a still, small voice, as it is described in the Old Testament. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 12. In fact, so faint that no one except a believer or a saint of the God Almighty will notice it. So let us keep our feet on the path where the Lord is a light unto our path. It is amazing what God provides for us. And we're so often put off when we may receive chastisement and we receive chastisement from our own decisions 
and our own path most of the time. Although there are there are instances when other people's will are pressed upon us to push us in a direction to be what we do not want to be. And God understands that. And if we're resisting, but yet we're being forced, God will provide a way for you to come and be one with him. Think of that prayer that Jesus prayed when he prayed to the Father, that Father, let them, you and I, he's speaking to all of us, the church. He was speaking to the the beginning body, to the apostles, but in speaking to them, he was speaking to all of us who were born at the time, who were yet to be born, you and I. These words are not archaic words that just filled by some madmen sitting in the desert. These were men who gave their lives for the gospel because they lived and breathed and felt the Messiah, and they want to pass that on to us. And when we allow the indwelling and we do not quench the spirit, we can feel that same presence today that those 12 apostles felt back then. It is available to us. Knock and the door shall be open to you. Ask and you shall receive. Think of that. Think of that. Again, the sense of the strength of this restraint as the spirit begins to take us over will come as a still small voice. And again, so faint that no one except a solid person of faith in God and in Christ will notice it. And I want to warn you to beware if in sharing your personal testimony, you continually have to look back saying, once a number of years ago, I was saved. Oh man, no, that is not the correct statement. My brothers and sisters, if you have to put your hand to the plow and are walking in the light, there is no looking back. The past is instilled into the present wonder of fellowship and oneness with our holy God. Open up to Luke in the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verse 62. Take a read on that. Process that in your heart. And also see 1 John, chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Because here's what happens, brothers and sisters. If you get out of this light, you will become a sentimental Christian. Oh, my goodness. What does that mean? It means that you'll only live on your memories and your testimony, and you will have a hard metallic ring to it. Your past is your present. Your salvation continues. It is not a story of once upon a time. I was saved. Remember that. When you put your hand to the plow and are walking in the light in these fields that are so desperately needing to be harvested, remember what our Lord says, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. If we're working in that field, if we're walking in the light, the past is instilled into the present wonder of fellowship. We are as amazed 
and we are filled with the Holy Spirit as we were then. And if, if not even more, as we develop and God perfects us and brings us through these trials of learning. Remember, I probably shared with this with you many times, but I appreciate the lessons and the learnings and the chastisements as much as I appreciate the blessings. And so believers in our Savior Christ, this is because God says, I chastise every son and daughter that I love. If he loves us, he's chastising and correcting us so that when the blessings come, we truly receive in joy. And the scripture describes it as unspeakable joy in living in the light. And that's what we seek to do because the darkness is afraid of the light. It cowers at the light. And so often, brothers and sisters, we get lost in this. And I want you to stay focused and I want you to think and pray deeply. We're going to take a short break and you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back after this. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, Talk Radio 95. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you again for joining us on our program this morning entitled Don't Do Not Quench the Spirit. I'll say it as the scripture. Sometimes you paraphrase. But in 1 Thessalonians 5.19, it says, Do Not Quench the Spirit. And so some, I, I believe that scripture uh, deserves a closer look. So often we just say it and move on. But I think, what does that mean within us? What happens? Um, are we accidentally, uh, you know, quenching the spirit? And yeah, you can by getting lost in other things, lost in other things to provide you with joy and what you believe might be happiness and what you seek that is outside God's will, but is the will of the flesh. And so my, my hope and goal for us in our program is to bring us into understanding that it is a cautious walk so that we don't do that, so that we were, are aware of the pitfalls of wickedness to drag us away out of the light. And as I was ending the first segment of today's program, and this is just such a powerful thing that the Lord has laid on to me, to me is that I want you to understand that the darkness cowers in the light 
We have somehow as believers, some of us have been convinced that the darkness can overpower the light. No way, no how, never can it do that unless you let it in, unless you give in. But when you turn and you pray and you ask the Lord for the strength that is beyond your own, for the strength that he has promised us by saying, ask me and I will give you. Open the door and I will come in. And the bridegroom, I will come in and sup with you. He he will partake in the holy meal with us together. These are the things that we need to do continually as reminders each day so that we stay focused. Our gaze is firmly on the eyes of our Savior. Just as Peter, when he stepped out of the boat, as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, who was walking on the water, Peter was at the top of that water. But as he became distracted by the storm, and the storm represents the woes of the world and all the things, the trappings that go on around us, he began to sink. But thankfully, what took place? There's more to that story even. Jesus reached down because that's why Jesus went to the cross. He reached down and he pulled us from the pit of sin and death and despair and said, I am here for you. I give my life for you. And he said it over and over again to the apostles. They witnessed the miracles. They witnessed the majesty of the Son of God working on, walking on the face of the earth. <sighs> Lord. And the Holy Spirit still today brings us to those same feelings and emotions as we allow the Spirit to occupy the temples of our body physically dwelling within us in that spiritual way. And that spiritual indwelling affecting us of all our decisions, leading us, strengthening us, and guiding us. And my prayer today is that, you know, again, I'll go back and say, if you get out of the light of our Savior, Jesus Christ, If you get out of that light, you just become a sentimental Christian. And you'll be living in the past about once being saved. And so please beware of trying to cover up your present refusal to walk in the light. Step back in. Open your heart. Turn away from those things that draw you away from God and pull you to darkness. Because when you stand in the light, the darkness cowers. It is painful for wickedness to be in the presence of God's light. It is, it is afraid and cowers. So please, please, please walk in the light by recalling your past experiences when you did walk in the light. And whenever the Spirit gives you that sense of restraint, call a halt and make things right. Or else you will end up going, quenching the Spirit, grieving Him without even 
knowing it. Suppose God brings you to a crisis and you almost endure it, but not completely. You kind of, oh, yeah, I'm going to give in. Listen, that crisis will be engineered and will cross your path again. But sometimes some of the intensity will be lost and you'll have less discernment and more humiliation at having disobeyed or walked away. So if you continue to grieve the spirit, there will come a time when that crisis, which is there to educate you, to elevate you, to clean the dross and the imperfections from you, to make you into that precious soul honoring God. But if you go on, there might be a come a time when you have totally quenched God, when you have totally turned away from him. Don't let that be the case. Stay in the light. Focus on the light. Focus on salvation that God had given you. Focus on the cross, what Jesus did. And focus on having the indwelling of the Holy Spirit because therein lies your strength. But if you go on through the crisis, your life will become a hymn of praise. Never become attached to anything that continues to hurt God. For you to be free of it, God must be allowed to hurt whatever it may be, to allow you to go and continue through it. And it's very easy to grieve the Spirit of God. We do so by despising the discipline or ignoring the discipline of the Lord or by becoming discouraged when he rebukes us. But in that rebuking, we are to be convicted, not condemned. Think about that. There is a huge difference between conviction, which turns us and returns us to the Lord, and condemnation drives us away internally. And we can put ourselves in that condemnation if we don't repent, if we don't seek, continue to, you know, seek the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit. And if our experience of being set apart from sin and being made holy through the process of sanctification is still very shallow, like, oh, it's on Sunday and then Monday I'm back to this. We tend to make the mistake that the reality of God is for something else. The reality of God is for us completely. And that's why... So many programs that I've shared with you, I preach and share on the total surrender and submitting of our will to God's will. Because only by that way can we truly allow God's will to be accomplished in us. Remember, remember. We don't want to tend to make that mistake that the reality of God is for something else and these other parts of our life are really not part of what God is dealing with. 
like God's over here and then this part of my life is over here. God is 100% your life. We died to the world. We died to the flesh to be raised in the spirit. Do not quench the spirit and do not despise him when he says to you, in effect, don't be blind on this point anymore. You are not far along spiritually as you thought you were. Until now, I have not been able to reveal this to you, but I am revealing this to you right now. Ponder that deeply in prayer. Seek the Holy Spirit to give you clarity where it's blurry for you. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this. Stay tuned to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back after this. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Karen McHugh. President Biden meets with Saudi officials during his first trip to the Mideast since taking office. President Biden and Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman greeted each other with a fist bump in Jeddah. But during a meeting, the president says he raised the 2018 killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. The United States president remains silent on a clear violation of human rights. It's totally inconsistent with who we are what we are and what we would do. Fox's Jared Halpern reporting the Crown Prince denied responsibility for Khashoggi's killing. No deaths, but hundreds of families are displaced by severe flooding in Buchanan County in southwest Virginia. Many were forced to head for higher ground. We all moved to the highest ground we could get to, which is here at the Pilgrim's Now Post Office. Up to 400 homes and buildings were destroyed. America is listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. More humid today with clouds and sunshine. A thunder shower in spots during the afternoon with a high of 85. Tonight, increasing clouds with a thunder shower. Humid with a low 69. Humid still tomorrow with sunshine and clouds and a high of 85. I'm AccuWeather's Gregory Patrick on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for joining us this Saturday morning. And as always, if you have any questions about this program or something that we've discussed in the past that you'd like more information on, or if you would like a free Bible, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning, Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. Again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll continue on with today's program uh, called Do Not Quench the Spirit. Very important, very important. Um and I think, again, uh, when we're talking about not quenching the spirit, that scripture is in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. And it is very important as we go through these scriptures and understand this, uh, that 
not to be discouraged when you are rebuked by God. If you're entering into something and trying to press on in your faith in something that is incorrect, expect to be rebuked by the Spirit so that you might understand and be corrected to move forward in the right way. Because what happens to us? What happens? Honestly, come on. Can we all be real here? Let's be honest. What happens when we are rebuked by God? And we've all been rebuked by God at some point in our lives. What happens is we begin to pout. We become irritated with God and then say, oh, well, I can't help it. I prayed and things just didn't turn out right anyway. So I'm simply going to give up on everything. Wow. Don't pout. Again, embrace the chastisement. Because in chastisement, we learn. In chastisement, we are corrected. We are not being beaten with a rod that drives us out into the darkness. We are chastised so that we step back and embrace the light to change our thinking from stinking thinking to the appropriate holy thinking. And as like-minded as Christ as we can be in human form. But I'll tell you what, when we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which is what we should be seeking, we will be like-minded. And the more and the more we give up our own will and ways, the more the Holy Spirit can work within us and mold us, not change us into robots, not take away our personalities that make us uh, different from each other. That is an absolute miracle that the amount of people that they are and the amount of personalities that there are in this world that make the world so interesting. It's not losing your personality that's happening. It's losing what's hurting you, what's taking you and preventing you from being filled with the Holy Spirit. You quelch the Spirit. You want those things removed. So when we seek God continually to do that, and we're going to ask him, Lord, remove the dross and the imperfections from me, because that's how we're pictured. We're pictured as fine gold and silver that is put through a fire, not a fire of consuming us away, but a fire that is cleansing. Remember, fire can do many things. The wicked end up being consumed in an all-consuming fire that removes them from our existence. They, the wickedness can no longer have effect on the righteousness in God's kingdom. That is a consuming fire, but there is a cleansing fire. And it is used in the sense of refining a precious metal such as gold or silver, where the dross and the imperfections are moved, removed so that what is left over is a pure, priceless element. And that is what God seeks to do with us. So there is a difference uh, when we're feeling condemned and condemnation comes upon us. We don't want to go in the direction that takes us away. We want to go in the direction that makes us learn.
And humility is the thing is that we need to implement within our lives when we are corrected. We can push back and say, I don't want to be corrected. I like my sin. I like reveling in all these horrid things. Or I can say, Lord, Lord, create in me a new heart like David did in Psalms. Lord, create a new heart in me wherein dwell Wherein dwelleth righteousness? That is the heart that we seek. And that is the prayer that we need to speak before our Holy Father and Savior. Create in me a new heart wherein dwelleth righteousness. Remove the imperfections. That's not removing your personality that makes you you. It's removing what hurts you. So that you can be the best you that God had intended from day one in your life. Do not quench the spirit. And do not despise him when he says to you, in effect, don't be blind on this point anymore. You are not as far along spiritually as you thought you were. And until now, I have not been able to reveal to you, but I am revealing it to you right now. This is what the Lord wants to speak into our hearts. So that when the Lord disciplines us like that, let him have his way, brothers and sisters. Allow him to put us in the right standing relationship before our Creator. Nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. What do we do? We act like little kids. We begin to pout. We become irritated with God and say, oh, well, I can't help it. I prayed and things didn't turn out right away. So I'm simply going to give up on everything. Just think what would happen if we acted like this in any other area of our lives that we do. And this part of our life deserves the most strength and the most effort so that we allow ourselves to be changed by the Holy Spirit, to be the best version of what you and I are, to remove the dross and the imperfections that take us deeper into sin. Oh, well, I can't help it. I prayed and things just didn't turn out right away. Wow. I prayed and so I'm simply going to give up on everything. No, brothers and sisters, embrace, embrace, embrace God's correction. Right? And Peter had to be told three times, three times. Peter, do you love me? And Peter broke down. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Peter, do you love me? Oh, Lord, you know I do. Peter, do you love me? And then it hit Peter so deeply, so deep into the heart of what Jesus was saying, that we need to surrender completely to our Savior. There is no room for our humanity 
when God is filling us with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will make the corrections that are the imperfections within us. And that's what we want. He's not trying to change our personality in a way uh, that is harmful, but he's trying to remove the dross and the imperfections that do not belong in us. And when we allow God to act in us in that way and make that correcting, we become what God meant us to be from the moment we were conceived in his thinking. Am I fully prepared to allow God to grip me by his power and do a work in me that is truly worthy of himself? Am I ready to do that? Am I ready to give in? Because sanctification is not my idea of what I want God to do for me. So often, isn't that the thought? We confuse sanctifications with endless blessings when we need to be changed to truly appreciate the blessings that God wants to bestow on us. Because as we remain in our broken humanity, we continue to have improper thinking. We think in human terms and not spiritual terms. But he has to get me to the same same state of mind, all of us. He has to get us into the same state of mind and spirit where we all allow him to sanctify us completely. And at whatever that cost is. Please read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verses 23 to 24. And brothers and sisters, when we do that, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. Hebrews 12, 5. Ponder that during this short break. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown. We'll be right back after this. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is a blessed day and such a wonderful opportunity. And God is so gracious that he allows me to bring this uh, program to you week after week. week. Um, I am humbled and uh, always taken back by what God shares uh, with all of us 
And so often as I'm speaking to you, I'm learning at the same time. I'm recalling in the spirit at the very same moment that you are hearing. And I am lifted and elevated by the words that God allows me to speak. And I am humbled in every aspect of my humanity that I am able to share this with you. And I, and I just pray that you'll pray when you listen to the program, that you will ask God to open your heart and your mind in this way so the Spirit can truly uh, dwell within us because that's what needs to dwell within us. We fill this spot that God has created within us that we call a soul. We fill this spot within our spot that we call a heart. We fill it with everything under the sun that humanity has created for entertainment, for solace, for pleasure in somehow seeking to offset consciously or unconsciously. Sometimes it's consciously. I don't, I can't turn to God. I, I'm going to seek these other things, whether they be drugs or alcohol, so that I can numb my mind so that I'm not confronted with the fact that I am off course. But listen, when you're confronted with the fact that you're off course, take the opportunity that God is giving you a awareness for that moment. You're, or think I'm off course. Take the time and say, Lord, Fill me with all that you are. Take my life into your hands. Educate me, Father, in all that I should be, in all that I should know. Remove the dross and the sin that has creeped into me since my birth. Create in me a new heart wherein dwelleth righteousness. And so your heart will rejoice when the Spirit of the Lord begins to act in you. And you will have clarity as never before. But beware, the wiles of the world and wickedness will continue to knock on the door in the wrong way. And so when you're asking uh, to be knocked on the door and the door to be open, let it be with an honest and sincere heart praying to the God of creation, to the Lord of salvation, who gave his life, sinless life, on behalf of you and I and all creation, and be aware that the creation itself, even besides humanity, groans for the coming of God's kingdom, groans at our rebirth and being born again, groans for that moment of God's kingdom to be established eternally. Because in that kingdom, there are no foul spirits. There is no sin. And for me to describe that to you is, is indescribable. But what the Bible does share with us here and there is beyond, almost beyond our comprehension. But he leaves it in human terms of joy forever, of being in the presence and the light of God. And that light, you have to understand, sometimes when we think of the darkness, the, the wickedness cowers in its own darkness because it cannot stand the light of God. 
It has no power over God. Wickedness and darkness cowers in the light. We're the only ones who can give into it because we are the creatures that God has created to have a choice. Yeah, a choice. Thinking creatures very similar in that aspect to the God and the Savior who created us. God wants us to become like him. But we reached awful fast in that garden to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what we found when we wanted to go ahead of God was we were not prepared to receive that evil. Because evil corrupted. And when we step away from God's light and only into the darkness, that's our choice. We are corrupt and our mind becomes corrupt. And so I pray to you. I pray on your behalf and for you. I pr my prayer is that you seek the Lord in all his gracious love and mercy, that his Holy Spirit takes root, takes seed within your soul so that you can be spared that horrific darkness, that you can walk in the light. Now, we have a, uh, in, I guess it's in, uh, it's in John. It's in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, um, verse 7, where Nicodemus, one of the Pharisees, asked this question about you must be born again is what he heard. And the, and the answer to Nicodemus' question was, how can a man be born when he is old? He's asking this question. And the answer to Nicodemus' question is only when he is willing to die to everything in his life, including his rights, his virtues, his religion, and become willing to receive into himself a new life that he has never experienced before in John 3, 4. And this new life exhibits in our conscious repentance and through our unconscious holiness that we receive as we accept him. Because he says, but as many as received him in John 1, 12, in my knowledge of Jesus, the result of my own internal spiritual perception, or is it what I've learned through listening to others? We, we've got to question ourselves in that way. Is there something in my life that unites me with the Lord Jesus as my personal Savior? My spiritual history must have its underlying foundation in that in its underlying foundation, a personal knowledge of Jesus Christ, not just hearing the word, but being doers, not just hearing the word, but accepting it. To be born again means that I see Christ. That's deep, it, but it's the truth. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, John 3.3. 3. Am I seeking only for the evidence of God's kingdom? 
See, sometimes we're just evidence seekers. Or am I actually recognizing his absolute sovereign control over all creation? Amazing. The new birth gives me a new power of vision by which I can begin and you can begin to discern God's control in the universe. His sovereignty was there all the time. We were blinded by wickedness. God's sovereignty never has come and gone. But because of sin, we were blinded. But with the true, but with God being true to his nature, I could not see it until I received his very nature myself, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in me. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. That's 1 John 3, 9. And so I have to say, am I seeking to stop sinning or have I actually stopped? To be born of God means that I have his supernatural power to stop sinning. And the Bible never asked us, should a Christian sin? The Bible just emphatically states that a Christian must not sin. And so the work of the new birth is being effective in us when we do not commit sin. And it's not merely that we have the power not to sin, but that we actually stop sinning. Yet in John 1, verse 39, 9, this doesn't mean that we cannot sin. It simply means that if we will obey the life of God in us, that we do not have to sin. I love you, brothers and sisters. And I pray that this message reads deep into your soul to move your spirit, to lift you up to a a more clear understanding of the direction that God has in your life. And my prayer is that you continue to prayerfully seek God in that relationship, not through anybody. There is no other salvation except through Jesus Christ, not through any human, but through the Son of God. There's a difference. You're listening to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. God bless you all. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.